Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm Sterling Jones. I'm Ariel Kebel. And this is... Spiritual, Spiritual Guest! <laughs> so Sterling and I are two best friends who do everything together, except each other. It's been a while since we've done that. I know. Hi, Ariel. I went high and you went low. What are you, Michelle Obama? <laughs> Always goals. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know, just live in the snowy winter wonderland in New York City. What's going on with you? Oh, uh, you know, just living that balmy 78 degrees LA life. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on different coasts right now. Wait, coasts. We're different say. coasts, and I have a microphone, and you have a microphone, and you're on my FaceTime, and yeah. I'm on some weird thing in the studio, and it's all working. It's all working. I can see you. You look beautiful as always. You're very sweet. Guys, I look terrible. I know what you're talking about, but even when you look terrible, it's still like stunning. Like it's That's ridiculous. so rude. Well, it's like... Even when we wake up like hungover or like terrible after a night, you somehow no, look like photo no ready. No, 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 no. There's no recovering from this. I just said I look terrible. And your response was, I know what you're talking about. Because according <laughs> to you, this is your terrible. And it's still like insanely. In fact, I just took a photo. I'll put it up and people can see and they're going to roll their eyes because. But yeah, it takes. Anyways. Anyways. I'm ready for the holiday. I'm, I'm ready for a, a lovely holiday break. What about you? Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. I just feel yes. like right now LA is just kind of like pumping full of energy because of the holidays, like all these holiday parties and everything. And everyone's ready for a new decade. Totally. God, I keep. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Do you remember whenever it was like the other? Y2K? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> my parents literally left the house for us and we were like, bye, mom and dad. And right then, a line of like 500 cars drove in. We had DJs. We had an insane Y2K party at my house. It was amazing. That is amazing. I had a very different Y2K experience. What was yours? I was, <laughs> I was in high school. I was terrified to leave, but I was like playing it cool with all my friends. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just going to figure out something like low key, but let's hang tomorrow. And then actually, I was so afraid to do anything or go anywhere. I locked myself in my room and watched like MTV music videos and made sure I was safe until the new year came in. Wow. <laughs> You're two totally different people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything exciting. You poor thing. When, you had paranoia at such a young age. Yeah, I did. And then when nothing happened, I was like, well, I guess I could have gone out. Well. But oh well. Yeah, it was also the second time I ever tried weed and I had a panic attack and kicked out everyone at the party. Y2K. Yeah. I literally was like, everyone out. And everybody's like, why? What happened? I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something's happening. But I was also just ready for everybody to leave. Like it was, it was, I knew no one there and it was my home. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really weird. Yes. Excited what are we going to talk about today? Well, I think we should talk about, I think today is, I mean, it's a special episode. Do we want to tell people? It's a very people? special episode. It's a season finale episode. Cue the magical music. Season finale of... That's the finale music. Yes, great. Great finale music. This is our last episode this season, and 
we have had and so this much decade. Fun. How and this that? decade. Oh my god, you're Whoa. right. It's our last episode of this decade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what have been some of your highlights? Like we've been, I mean, we started this a long time ago. And for the people out there listening, this all kind of happened by accident. We were working on a project and it inspired us to start a podcast. And we it did it, did. Ariel. And we, here we are. Here we are, wrapping up season one. And it's been such a cool experience. Tell me one of your like awesome, tell me one of your favorite highlights. Oof. I mean, we've had amazing guests. I feel like I've learned so much working with you and sharing a partnership and like seeing how special it is to have a partnership, like to have you pick up the pieces when I can't and to pick up the pieces when you can't and your perspective versus my perspective. Look, I feel like I've learned just as much about you during this process and myself, really, as I have like with each of the guests that have come on. And I think that alone has been really special for me. I would say some of my highlights of the season. Well, number one is just how versatile the show is. Like one week we have on, you know, a dominatrix and a virgin who are roommates. And the next week we have on, you know, a meditation teacher talking about stress relief with sound bowls or breath healing or breath work or meditation and you know and and really truly my belief is they all fall under the same category which is self-care you know how you feel sexually is just as important in your self-care routine as as how you feel spiritually and how you feel connected to yourself and to this earth and other people and so I I feel like without trying to make those direct correlations, I hope that people can kind of see in a non-judgmental way that in everyday life, these things are all connected. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I would say that as well. Yeah, I I too kind of, I share that as well. Like it has been working with you because, I mean, we've been friends for six years. For lifetimes. For lifetimes, correct. We've known each other in this physical form for six years. But I will say, like, because we've had a lot of fun, but working with you, it's like I've, I've learned a lot. Like, you you say I pick up the pieces and everything, and, and I see that with you. It's been – you've also motivated me whenever something, like, I'll just let something kind of, like, slide or whatever, and you're like, nope, we're not letting that slide. We're picking this up, and we're putting it right in the front. And it's it's cool to see how you always have – even hope on the little, little things. Like even if like we pitch an idea or something, you'll be like, something will be in there. And there always is. There's something we always uncover some magic with our, either our guests or something that maybe doesn't even when we're in the pitch meeting or something sounds super interesting, but somehow it always turns out very interesting. And that's, that's fun to do. But I would say with, with that being said, I mean, one of the hardest parts of this was how much laughter that our editors had to edit out because, <laughs> and that's and and that's also a shout out to our team, Matt, our editor, and obviously Danny, our amazing producer. Woohoo! Because what people aren't hearing is us cutting because from laughing or from something so hard that it's just like it, we have a good time in here. I'm just kind of yes. like I'm rambling because I'm trying not to cry right now. Just kidding. Aww. Um, Happy holidays. <laughs> I'm a little emotional. Happy holidays.
Hey, Sterling. Hey, Ariel. Did you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. That's why big brands often use disclaimers like may contain on their boxes. And that is why I love Lola, because Lola thinks women deserve to know exactly what they're putting in their bodies. So they list every ingredient on the box. Wow, that is Really awesome. Plus, Lola makes period products with 100% organic cotton. Most conventional feminine care products use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their period products, some of which include plastic, rayon, and polyester. Ew, what the hell? Double ew. It's awful. And we're putting that in our bodies, and some people don't even question it. It's awful. Not only do I love the well-designed, discreet packaging, but I also love that when I choose Lola, I'm supporting a brand that gives back to women in need. To date, Lola has donated over 2 million period products and counting. Through their charity partner, I support the girls. That's so freaking cool. I'm actually still stuck on the idea that you put polyester inside your vagina. That is just wrong. Anyways. I know. And companies think this is okay. That's not okay. That's disgusting. Anyways, Lola offers two trial sets, which are featuring a mixed assortments of period products made with 100% organic cotton for just five bucks. Both sets include six compact plastic applicator tampons, one light, two regular, two super, and one super plus, paired with either two ultra-thin liners or two cleansing wipes. And when you purchase a trial set, you'll be auto-subscribed to full boxes of both products starting the following month. That's so cool. It's never been easier to try Lola. Get started with a trial set today. Get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Visit mylola.com and enter promo code SPIRITUAL30 to redeem your offer. Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. I am so excited because I'm going to Aspen this weekend and Uh. I get to wear, I know, I know, it's so awesome. I get to wear my new Everlane puffy jacket, and I'm so excited to show it off. Ooh, what color? It's like this really dark, cool forest green with like this like mustard brown inside. That sounds sexy. It's super sexy. And it's usually something that I wouldn't buy, but because I was on the super convenient Everlane website, and I saw the guy who was wearing it, he was super hot, and I was like, do you think I could be that hot? I don't know. So we'll see. I'm going to try it out in Aspen. Sterling, you're going to play polo in Aspen. You're definitely going to be that hot in that jacket. Well, hopefully I score. We'll see. I bet Everlane helps me score. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. So they tell you their real costs and are radically transparent about every step in their process from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. That's... Very awesome. And no matter your style of preference, Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer because Everlane sells directly to you. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, they are. Essentials like cotton crew t-shirts are exactly what they should be. Versatile, simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. Plus, you'll get free shipping on, on your first order. That's everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. Everlane.com slash spiritualgasm. And good luck in Aspen. Thank you. Well, this is something we always we ask our guests, but like where when do you feel your most spiritual and your most sexual? How dare you ask me the question that only pertains to our guests? Uh oh Lord. Oh God. I would probably I don't know. I've evolved. This show has taught me so much. Yeah. Oh God. One of my favorite parts of season one was the time whenever I got whipped by a dominatrix. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I was in the room for that. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely one of the words I would use. <laughs> but you, you still, you still say no. You'll never go to a dominatrix club with me. You know what's funny? I was actually just talking about this with someone at brunch yesterday. Swear to God. She's in a relationship and and she's very open-minded, but he's experienced a little bit more than she has. And I was asking her, I was like, you know, how are you guys doing? Are you, you know, is he kind of more coming to you or are you kind of more coming to him just in terms of like, how they're experiencing their sexual relationship. And we were, and she was like, I'm not sure I'd be able to go to one of those places just because I wear my emotions on my face. And he's like specifically said to her, if you go, you have to act like this is normal. You can't be like, wow, did you see those ass traps? Holy shit. That would be totally you. That would be you. And I started laughing. I was like, I totally hear you. I was like, I have the same concerns, but it's not a it's not a judgment. It's more like a over the rainbow thing where it's like, this would be my first time in this new environment. I'm just not sure I could play it cool. Yeah. We might but get the church be, giggles. But you know what? Yeah, I get those really bad. My shoulders yeah. shake. But I mean, the other side of that is like, who knows? Maybe I would go and be so turned on that I'd be like, wow, I can't believe I haven't done this sooner. I, I you know, thank you for showing me this. It's like totally, I, I really have no idea. It's something I've never, I've never walked through those doors. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. We could have a role reversal where I'm like super confident, like Ariel, don't laugh. Let's just, let's try to take it serious. And then we get there and I'm the one losing it. And you're like, and I'm like, me. yeah, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'm going to be in the next room. Bye. <laughs> be like, knock on the door in 15 minutes if I don't come out. Don't call. Don't text. I'll be here. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. No, that was, that was, no, but you know what? That was an amazing episode. I've actually heard from a lot of people that they love that episode because of the dynamic, the fact that these literally polar opposite young women are roommates and best friends and how easy they could choose to live on opposite ends of the world, literally. Like they could choose to never 
their paths could never intersect. And instead, it's the opposite. They literally live together. And I just found that fascinating. I honestly, I would love to have them back. And I definitely want to know what's happening with the Virgin. I was very interested in that story. Oh, we have to like, yeah, we need to like, we need a a follow up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. Another show that a lot of people loved was Dr. Amy Harwick. Oh, yeah, she was great. Oh, man. She was like... She was on it. Yeah, she was on it. She made us very woke, I feel like, in a very short time. Absolutely. She knew everything and was not judgmental about anything. (laughs) Yeah, and just spoke in a language that I could understand. And, And I remember like certain things about how she gave me freedom to... You know, I'm, I'm, I identify as homosexual, but I do not enjoy uh, to be penetrated. And she freed me. And I've changed since then. Like, things have changed. Like, I have more confidence now because of that. Like, Does she I, know that? You should tell her that. I should, huh? No, I don't. Yeah, she would love that. Yeah, well, if you're listening, you changed me, Dr. <laughs> Amy Harwick. Hi, Dr. Amy. I relieved myself of this shame that I thought I was... I had when really when she was like, no, that's not gay shame. You just don't like it in your butt. And I was like, ah, amazing. And then I just kind of like stood up a little more straight or. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. So it's the little things like that that were like fun throughout the season. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, I think just the way that it evolves, like, you know, when we're in studio recording with guests It's one dynamic and then having it air and having the response from people listening has been a a completely new and other experience. And, you know, from hearing feedback from my very own friends, it's just like, oh, wow, it's out there now. Like they're on the subways listening to this episode and like they're either going to love it or hate it. But the fact that they're listening like means so much to me. It's like it's it's out there for people to, to take in, you know, like it or not. And and I think that I hadn't really thought about that before because I was just so excited to be doing it and be in the interview process that, you know, once it came out, I felt like there was a whole nother new learning experience for me. And I've been filming while these have been airing and different people on set, different crew members have come up to me. And one man has has been very open about his PTSD from uh, he, he's a war vet and he served he's actually part of our explosive team he like keeps us safe with all of our stunts and explosions and he chose to do that job um to help heal himself from the ptsd he would get from hearing explosions overseas and so he's gone on and on and sharing his story and he's also shared how his wife listens because his wife has been through certain sexual things and he just was telling me like how when we talk about something with mental health it it he relates to it and we talk about something you know more sexual that maybe wouldn't be quote unquote normal to talk about in conversation his wife really enjoys it and i just was so blown away with how open our crew members were coming up to me, sharing their own personal stories inspired by listening to our podcast. And to me, I was just like, oh, wow, this is why we're doing this. Is that, you know, we always said we wanted to make uncomfortable conversations comfortable. And I was getting to experience that. And I, I, I'm not sure I've ever had that before in that kind of personal way. I've had it with characters, but this is the first time where it's me sharing and you sharing personally and other people are guests sharing personally. And so it was a new experience for me. And so I guess I just want to say to everyone listening, like 
thank you so much for number one, listening, but number two, for anyone that shared their comments on our social media or in person, it's really affected me and I've taken it with me and I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for that. And for amen you. to that. Yeah. Amen to that. I, I had the same experience. Like, I mean, I don't have as many followers as you have. So I would go over to your page whenever you would post and I would read all the comments and it was truly touching. Like I would find tears in my eyes sometimes because people like we were doing something that was helping people. And that's whenever you and I first started doing that, that's our only thing we wanted to do. We wanted to make people laugh, but we wanted someone to feel seen. We wanted to let them know you're seen. We see you and you're not weird or maybe you are, but we're weird too with you. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. And to lean into that weirdness and anything that seemed to be, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. Lean into it. Let's talk about it because that's where the fun parts of life are. Actually, let's talk about something. This is real talk right here. Actually, I might cut this out. But I'm going to say it for now, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, because this is real, and you guys don't know this. And we had a uh, urologist on the show recently, Dr. Joshua Gonzalez, and he taught us about the epididymis, if you recall. Oh, yes. I love a good epididymis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we learned a lot. Cut to, I've been having some abdominal pain uh, that's been kind of plaguing me, and I had some issues with some health stuff and we couldn't quite I kept going to my doctor and and there were some issues some problems that with my blood that were lending itself to some signs of stuff so I got sent to a urologist and uh, sonogram revealed I have cysts on my epididymis what does that mean and how do you get it they're common. They both tested benign. Um, Are they on the inside or the outside? On the inside, on my epididymis. Okay. Yeah. And so I was sitting there because they did a sonogram and I was like fucking scared shitless because I thought I was about to get a death sentence that I thought I had testicular cancer or something because I knew something wasn't right. And uh, yeah, they were just like telling me about my epididymis and I was like, I already know what it is. So just tell me what the what we're going to do. So it's a minor surgery that if I, we're going to monitor it for now, but they said when it comes time and I'm ready, then I will have surgery to remove cysts from my epididymis. And if you recall on the show, I even said that everything feels weird down there. And I let that be a lesson to anybody listening. Get your fucking balls checked because even if it does feel weird, just go because I might have possibly just saved my own life. Luckily, the cysts are benign, and it's going to be fine, but it could have easily gone the other way. And um, so, yeah, so that was pretty fucking cool, I would say, for me to experience that whole situation. So what did they say the process is now, and how are you feeling? The process is now I'm uh, is to monitor And I have to go back in 60 days and they're going to do another sonogram. And if it's changed size or anything, then um, they're going to say, let's get rid of it. So it's scary because I've never had the worst thing that's ever happened to me is like a sore throat. So it's weird to be like, have any sort of health issues. Yeah. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I took my own advice and I don't know if I would have had I not had we not had that doctor on that day. Like, yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about it. Yeah. 
I just feel like I would have been like, oh, whatever. But I was scared. I was also in denial of my pain. Interesting. I I think that's a big one. I think as society, we learn how to override our pain often or we learn how to put the Band-Aid on it. You know, I'm I'm guilty of that. If I'm at work, I'm like, oh, just give me Advil. I don't have time to meditate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, It's true. Pain is scary because... Anytime you're over, I feel like 30, it could mean a death sentence in some aspects, you know? I, I I hate to say that, but I also really learned to listen to your body. I, in this whole process, because of the way the medical and insurance works, I had like three weeks of not knowing what was wrong with me. And so I really got quiet and started listening to my body to see if I was dying or not. Yeah. And um, and I I wasn't dying and I kept getting that message from my body. Yes. But I did get the message to continue to go to the doctor and not just quit. And had I not kept going back, we would have never found these cysts and everything. So, so yeah, so that's, that's a, maybe a Debbie Downer story. I don't know. It's actually a positive story because I'm fine and everything's going to be great. And it's real life. And I think, you know, what you said is like, I feel like one of the greatest themes of our whole show, which is listen to your body. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like when you listen to your body, if you can truly, truly listen, you can surrender judgment, whether that's, again, like sexually or spiritually, like you can put, you can surrender the, why am I feeling this way? What is wrong? What are other people going to think? Where does this leave me? Like all the questions that may cause us to override the messages our body is giving us based on our own history and patterns and however, you know, we are affected in in the world. And, and if you can just like get quiet enough to just be like, no, I'm important enough where I'm, I, I may not have the answers, but I'm just going to listen to my body anyway. And to have enough self-respect to do that, even if it doesn't make sense to you in the moment, because in, yeah, I mean, in my experience, like our body knows a lot more than our minds. Our minds are kind of fucking assholes. <laughs> I know you said your dick is a dick, but I think my mind is a dick. <laughs> what do you mean? Go further in that. Well, I just think like because I have these practices now, I, I'm more in my body than I've ever been. And because I'm more in my body than I've ever been, I feel like I can really always feel the struggle between my mind and my heart and body. And oftentimes that, that means my ego or my thinking mind versus my feeling intuitive body and sometimes that alone that fight right there will put my nervous system in fight or flight because it's like I want to believe someone and my heart believes them but my mind has me in overdrive talking about x y and z because my mind is taught to protect me and to protect itself so it will go to all lengths to do that or like let's say you know you were feeling these things in your epidemitis, epi- epi- mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your mind is taught to protect you. So your mind till the ninth hour will try to give you all the reasons of why it's not what you think it is just to make you feel better. And it's like at a certain point, you have to just say, thank you. I don't need to protect me anymore. I'm going to go check myself out anyways, no matter how scared I am or no matter what it is. You know, I'd rather face it than come up with these excuses and run in the rat race of my mind versus like living in my body. Yeah. And and I think that's, I know for me, it's 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 really challenging, but also really rewarding. But I think just in society in general, 
it's an important message that we're getting more and more as we move deeper into technology and a fast-paced life and into a new decade. Like, I think that's a message that is going to become more and more important is, you know, find the stillness in your body and that that will lead you to whatever answer you need, whether it's like physical or emotional. Yeah, well said. But I'm really happy that you're okay and that you listened to your body and that you got checked out. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like this is just the beginning of of something. I mean, from uh, a revolution, if you will, of of love. And I don't know, maybe that's just me being wishful thinking, but I think everybody has spirituality inside of them. Yeah. Definitely sexuality. Definitely. And definitely sexuality and, you know, spirituality is right there with it. And I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for more. So anyways, so thank you everyone who has been listening to the show. We love you and continue to share your stories and I will see you hopefully soon in 2020. I'll see you in 2020. And when you get back to LA, hurry up and let's, can we plug your show? If you'd like. I would like to. Hopefully, we is that like going to break any laws? We're so, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get us in trouble. But Lincoln, also known as the Bone Collector, 2020, January, what's the actual release date? Uh, it's called, it's now called, we had a name change. So it's now called Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector. Lincoln and Rhyme Hunt for yeah. the Bone Collector. It's based on the Bone Collector, the movie, and the book series. And we air on NBC January 10th, 8 p.m. Oh, my gosh. It's around the corner, baby. And give us a quick overview of your character. I play Officer Amelia Sachs. She is a rookie officer who quickly becomes a part of Lincoln Rhymes' forensics team, going after the most infamous serial killer, the Bone Collector. And she's, you know, she's, she's very heroic. She's a, she's a tough cop. She's an intuitive cop, but she also has very little experience in this world. And so she partners with Lincoln Rhyme because he is actually a quadriplegic. So he's like the smartest forensics detective that's ever lived. And he wants to get the bone collector and physically can't. And so I become his eyes and ears in the field. And we have all this cool technology that connects us 24-7 in the midst of like all these life and death situations. And lo and behold, come the season finale, will we or won't we get the bone collector? Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't because we want season two. (laughs) We do want season two, but there's lots of, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. There's so many, I mean, we actually just read our season finale episode and we were all talking about it this morning. We're like in shock. We're like, the the cast is actually in shock. Something happened that they wrote that we never thought they, yeah. So it's, uh, careful, better, better just stop there. Stop there. Yeah. You guys are in for a treat. I hope everyone likes it. We're working very hard on it. Yeah, you are, because I never talk to you anymore, and it's the very, I mean, your your hours are insane, so I'm ready for that to be over yes. and you to get home. I was up, I was up at 4 a.m. this morning. Woohoo! Wow. Well, okay, sounds good, everyone. I love you, Ariel. I'm proud of you, and you are the best co-host a guy could ever ask for, and I am 
more obsessed with you now than I've ever been. And I'm thankful for your friendship and I'm thankful for your love. I love you so much. And I'm proud to know you and I'm proud we did it. Yeah, we did. Thanks to all of you. Thank you. And thank you, Cloud10. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you to anyone I accidentally forget because I've been up at 4 a.m. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sim. Sim Sarna. Yes. All right, everyone. We'll see you soon. Have a great, great end of your 2019 and a beautiful start to 2020. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Spiritualgasm is executive produced by Ariel Kebble, that's me, Sterling Jones, that's him, and Sim Sarna. Associate producer is Daniela Silva. Edited by Matt Sasaki and music by Josh Cook and Alicia Eagle. Spiritualgasm is a Cloud 10 production and is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast.